0: The madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code OUTOFBOUNDS to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000, play with $1,500. Just use promo code Out of Bounds to claim your bonus. College ball, NBA, and UFC, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With MyBookie, support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code Out of Bounds at checkout at MyBookie.ag.
1: The button, my friend. The Out of Bounds show is live ah! from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out.
2: Oh, good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. It's powered by the uh, video wall in our studio that is presented by Soundcom, Sound and Communications, soundcomav.com. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105 down the zone. We welcome in our friend, NFL insider, Saints, the draft, all the kind of good free agency. He is Mike D, Mike Dettillier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And Mike joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line brought to you by Sound and Communications. Mike, did you ever think that you would see uh, NFL quarterback musical chairs of really, really good players, not the guys who are fringe, but did you ever think that you would see this much movement within QB1 in the NFL?
1: Not to see two signature guys move in the same class, uh, being Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, uh, that you you saw two of them move. Now, every once in a while, you'll get one, <laughs> but you saw two of them get moved around uh, via the trade. So uh, it's unusual. It's, it's part of the NFL world today where uh, – I think quarterbacks having a lot of power uh, in where they want to go, who they want to be with. And so you see a lot of movement. And, again, uh, I just think the blueprint of what the Bucks did, everybody thinks they can repeat it. That, okay, I've got a big piece of the puzzle. Let me go get that one guy like Tampa did with Brady, and he changes the franchise. Because not everybody's going to be like Cincinnati, okay? And you have the first pick, and you pick a Joe Burrow. Not everybody's going to be in that position. So I got to go out and create that. So that's in the back of the minds of every billionaire owner who thinks, you know what, Uh, I'm a smarter so-and-so. Uh, why can't we do that? And so they're trying to better that position. A lot of movement across the board. Uh, and some of it is just, you just swapping, uh, you know, B B minus C players for B minus and C players.
2: Um, Boy, you know, we look at it now, Mike, and we have Russell Wilson in the AFC. You have Deshaun staying in the AFC. And you have Matt Ryan, who I still believe has got two or three more years left and has been a good quarterback, going to the AFC. Not counting all the other guys that are already there. I mean, can you ever remember uh, one side or the other being loaded up like this?
1: Not to this extent. Uh, and And doing the shows here at WWL last week, even before Deshaun moved on, uh, and we thought he would be an NFC guy. And I knew as soon as Atlanta got into the fray, they there was no way they could mend that fence with Ryan and most likely he'd be an AFC guy, uh, that it had been a dramatic swing. We have not seen this much swing over in personnel since the 70s when, you know, okay, Dallas was a really good team back in the 70s so was the vikings but when you looked at it who were the dominant teams of the 70s it was miami pittsburgh oakland you know (laughs) just just uh, count them super bowls them cats won in that time frame and you know dallas was there certainly with them but look at the talent that had swung dramatically uh, into the uh, AFC conference. Now, a lot of that had been because of the fact – Hank Stram told me this years ago. He said, you know, you ever write a book on the AFL, AFC, especially the early years uh, when you go from the mid-60s into the 70s? We had boots on the ground at the predominantly black colleges that the NFL and NFC teams didn't have at that time. And it dramatically changed the course of pro football, and it made a startup league in 1960, uh, you know, go toe-to-toe with the establishment in 10 years. Think about that, you know. The NFL had a big jump on the AFL, and yet <laughs> they didn't follow through and didn't change with the times. What you've seen here is the AFC now. Understanding this is a pitch and catch league, and you got to have people uh, who can who can throw the rock and also put the guy who throw the rock on his backside. They are one-upping the NFC every stage now. And look at the accumulation of talent from a Joe Burrow to a Justin Herbert, now to a Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, You can kind of Patrick Mahomes. You can go on a Lamar Jackson, on and on and on of AFC quarterbacks, and look at the change to – on the pass rush standpoint of people that have moved around that they, you know, you peel a Khalil Mack away from the NFC into the AFC. So more and more, they, this is the most dramatic shift of talent to the AFC since the late 60s, early 70s. Wow. Wow. When you think about the dominance of the Steelers, Raiders, Dolphins of the 70s, and what they did to make that conference really competitive. And it, you know, I just think about it years ago before he passed away, Buddy DiLiberto and I, we had we actually won a couple of um, awards and stuff like that for uh, Super Bowls being played in the city of New Orleans. And how underrated Super Bowl Four was, because when you think about it, when the Chiefs beat Minnesota, the AFL, the upstart league, the Mickey Mouse league, they were two and two in the first four Super Bowls. Look at the jump the NFL had on them. The NFL had been in business a long time, and the AFL in less than ten years were two and two in the biggest games mm-hmm. okay? You can say, well you know with the Jets, it was a one-time deal. okay? You know, you play them 10 times, you know they may win twice against that Baltimore team. But when you do it back to back years, that's a different story. And now you're starting to see it. So the history sort of repeat itself. Of how the teams and the organizations in the AFC are are way ahead of the curve in the NFC. When you think about, okay, you got older uh, quarterbacks in the NFC now who will continue to win. Brady, what he's done. And now he's become a quasi general manager <laughs> and he's signing cats <laughs> left and right. Uh, he's got Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, this morning uh, to re sign. Um, what Aaron Rodgers. You know, means to the Packers, Stafford with the Rams. Name me the young stud quarterback in the NFC.
2: I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com/oob to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/oob and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez.
1: There's not one that
2: jumps out at me.
1: Okay, so if you got to think about it, Bo, that tells you something. That really, that really tells you something.
2: Yeah, because you, Kyler Murray. Think about it. I don't. He doesn't have the intangibles, and evidently the locker room presence that he needs. Uh, Dak has all that, but Stephen Jones continues to waste. Uh, all kinds of opportunities in free agency, considering Dallas should be an unbelievable free agent destination, but they're too hard-headed and think that they have to sign all their draft picks. So when I think of it, I don't, no one really comes to mind because Roger Stafford and Brady are all over 33. Obviously, and Brady's way over that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so now, okay, you got some maybes in the NFC, maybes. But what you got, doesn't it look a lot like what those NFL, NFC teams looked like in the late 60s, early 70s? And it it has a similar ring to it. Well, it might not be exactly the same. It does have a similar ring in how, you know, these guys in the AFC, they, they, they figured it out. And you might say, well, some of that is luck. Well, when you win the damn Powerball lottery, it ain't because you great with numbers, because you're lucky. You got a little bit of luck involved in everything in life. <clears throat> but they've been able to hit and develop these young quarterbacks uh, like the Burrows and the Lamar Jacksons and the Josh Allens and the Mahomes and the Herberts. Okay, did these NFL teams not know about those guys? You know, it wasn't. Not every one of them were the first picks in the draft, right. like Burrow was.
2: That's right. That's
1: right. So shame on you, so to speak, because you passed them up. Um, and it happened here, even in New Orleans, <clears throat> because in 2017, uh, Sean had fallen in love with Patrick Mahomes. He really wanted Patrick, and he thought he was going to get him. And it had sort of been the secret he had sort of kept. But uh, I think, you know, maybe spoke a little bit too much about And Andy Reid found out about it. So he jumps him in the draft. He goes one pick ahead and picks Mahomes. Um, Sean wasn't crazy about Deshaun Watson coming out of Clemson. Was, was not a fan. He is today, but wasn't back then. And so he passes on and picks a lot of more. And what happens? Watson ends up in Houston. Yeah. So you can see that decisions made, you know, and again, hindsight's always 20, 20 with it, but, uh, you know, the, the Saints were in Atlanta. I mean, they were chasing after Watson, you know, b- because he is, from a talent standpoint, tremendous, tremendously gifted, and he's 26 years old. And again, man, what the Browns did—it was the Jerry Maguire moment of show <laughs> me the money, you know—and uh, and it became obvious uh, on that spot. But boy, you—you got to keep up now, and you can see the NFC uh, now kind of falling back, uh, and and eventually, uh, you know, if you don't cannibalize one another, like I think you probably will in the AFC, of uh, beating each other up. Uh, so much uh, that it gives that because it's just one game of Super Bowl but if you look at the conferences today the swing of talent not just at quarterback but as pass rushers cover people everything else has has swung tremendously to the AFC and again uh, I, I grew up watching it as a young teenager and a teenager into the 70s but it that was the biggest jump and and Hank Who worked for us here at WWL spoke to me quite a bit about it. That they had boots on the ground, like he said, we were we were at Grambling and Jackson State now. Corn, we didn't see no NFL teams there. He said, you know, they they can lie to you and tell you they were, but you know, you might have saw one scout there. Hmm. We had four or five. Wow, you know, from AFL teams back then, and it was different. And so uh, that's a story for another day. But just how that upstart league became kind of really competitive and then overtopped the NFL had all to do with talent and and how they changed the league uh, with their defense, quarterback play, everything else. And you look how the Steelers were built. That wasn't all from major college teams. Uh, Look where John Stallworth you know, play college. Yeah. Terry, Louisiana Tech. Right. You know? So, L.C. Greenwood, Joe Green, those guys weren't major college teams, uh, players from major colleges. And Hank brought it up. Uh, look at Willie Lanier. He said, my starting linebacker, you know? Uh, Buck Buchanan, you know, those guys. Uh, he said, You know, we Otis Taylor, Prairie View. Like you said, we had boots on the ground, and we knew it. And we changed with the times with the moving pocket and throwing the ball. And the NFL was all about running the football. It was do what Lombardi's doing. He's winning with it.
2: Right now. That's and a so great point, Mike
1: copycat. But guess what? The innovations really started in the AFL of mm-hmm. throwing the ball because they had to, that's where they had built their teams and an old man named George Blander, who the NFL didn't want no more and that's a man that's a that's an unbelievable story with Blander. um <clears throat> we can talk about that another day too but how he revitalized his career cut loose and basically ostracized from the NFL he goes to Houston wins a couple championships there in the AFL and he was an old pops back then and then he continues to play with the Raiders
2: Mike D'Antilly on the Out of Bounds Show, NFL Insider. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Sound and Communications. Uh, Mike, let's switch gears. All this will impact the draft. Everything that we've just talked about the last 15 minutes will impact the draft. Um, if you had to, if you had to call it today, first team to draft a
1: quarterback. Um, And it may be an NFC South team if it's not Atlanta, it's Carolina. Are you sold on Sam Darnold or Marcus Mariota? No. Okay. Uh, You've got to sell your fan base on something. And you may convince yourself that Pickett or Malik Willis is going to be the guy. And so I think it'll be an NFC South team it know, it, either be uh, Carolina or Atlanta to do it. And, you know, <clears throat> my old friend Terry Fontenot, man, he, he's got quite a gully to get out of in Atlanta. Um, you know, <clears throat> that's just a tough rebuild. If, if you're thinking about it, even if, okay, the Saints didn't even make the playoffs last year. If I were to ask you, how many offensive and defensive players, if you were uh, a third general manager and you say, you know, you can pick the starters for your team off of either the Saints or Atlanta, how many offensive starters are you picking uh, off Atlanta's team instead of the Saints? And the Saints aren't a great offensive team. Now, defensively, uh, you might Grady Jarrett would certainly be a guy you would want to pick. A.J. Terrell was certainly a guy you'd want to pick. Uh, you may have eight guys from the Saints defensively. And offensively, it, it, it may be in that same number. Mm. Man, talent-wise, Atlanta is about as poor as you're looking at. To me, if you just look at that talent, doesn't Jacksonville have more talent than Atlanta? Wow. they're a better team. Now, I'm talking about just young talent, just young talent. Wow. And, and think about that. Man, Atlanta's in a major rebuild there, and Carolina, until they can fix their quarterback situation, they're stuck in football purgatory. Uh, you know, you hope McCaffrey can stay healthy, but that's just a hope because the last two years he's been banged up. And, and he can certainly bear you out of a lot of troubles <laughs> uh, as a runner and a receiver, but he can't bear you out of all your troubles because look at Darnell early in the season when he had Christian and when he didn't have him. He was a totally different guy, totally different player because you spent so much time and effort trying to stop McCaffrey. And, again, not only as a runner but as a receiver. He's a nightmare. Uh, to match up against. I, I've had True. people defensively tell me, you know, no matter who we put on him, we couldn't guard him. You know, we, we there's no way a linebacker is going to cover him. We tried a safety. That didn't work. We tried a nickel corner. That didn't work. We, we're going with our third corner to try to, you know, and now you have teams in this league when they would play Carolina, they were guarding him with a starting corner. or one of their two starting corners. That That's how good he is. Wow. But <clears throat> the question mark is not about talent. It's about availability, okay, because he's, you know, you, you sort of wore him out. Uh, and, you know, again, he he's not a, a thickly built guy. Uh, when you take a look at him, you know, he's he's not built like Derrick Henry, put it to you that way. Uh, but there there ain't a lot of them like that in this world. Uh, so, man, uh, it's got to be one of those two teams that pick that quarterback early. And again, that's why every year I say this: quarterbacks get overdrafted. I don't care who you are, you get overdrafted. Right. The guy I work with every day has been telling me that for the last forty years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not that we've been working together for forty years, but he's been telling me that for forty years. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and he's right. He's he's absolutely, positively right about it. That uh, quarterbacks trump everything in the NFL. Heck yeah, and. It, and even though if the Saints, prob-
2: if there's someone at eight, all right, all I right, answer that I got like a minute here to the Saints will draft a quarterback at 18 if X is on the board.
1: I would say if it was Kenny Pickett, but I don't think he's going to be there. Okay, And I think they've committed to Winston. They've got a young quarterback that they like. I don't know how much they love him in the end book. I think they like him. But there's a difference. So, but the, is the quarterback of the future on this Saints team today? No, he's not.
2: Okay, boy Dennis Allen, you and I talked about it a few weeks ago. I know he's a, you know, good coach and and, but the clock's ticking. I mean, you got to find that guy quick, and I, I don't think it's Jameis. So.
1: All right. You better put some water oh, real quick. Mike, where does Baker
2: weapons? go? Uh I've got I've got maybe 60 seconds. Where does Baker in Mayfield end up?
1: Man, I got no clue now. <laughs> I don't uh, either. <laughs> it, 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 you know, and and you may be stuck with having to cut him loose. Mm. You know, at, at this stage, what are you going to get for him? The you know, one thing with the 49ers with Garoppolo, you couldn't move him because of the injury. But he's still going to have value when he comes back healthy. Are you willing to wait it out with Baker until the summer? I'm not real sure the Browns are. I think the 49ers are. I think they are because mm. they know they have value, and they're not real sure Trey Lancer's ready either. They won't tell you that, but I will. Right.
2: Right. All right, we'll leave it there. Mike D, at Mike Detillier on Twitter, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And Mike joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Thanks, Mike D. Appreciate you.
1: Appreciate it,
2: Bo. Mike D, NFL insider on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Deshaun stays in the AFC to uh, NFL Chucks, Cleveland Browns. And then uh, Chuck and I had to have a 10- or 15-minute conversation when I was down in Orlando last week when that went through. And then um, Matt Matt Ryan goes to the AFC. He leaves the Falcons and goes to the Indianapolis Colts. That's a pretty darn good roster, too, which may just give you like a wild card berth, if you're lucky the way this thing's set up. Uh, The show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. And they're 32 foot by 9 foot, 32 by 9, video wall at Ingalls Shipyard. thing is, woo, that's a sweet-looking video wall. Powered by SoundComAB.com. The new 32 by 9 video wall at Ingalls Shipyard in Pascagoula, Mississippi, Brought to you by
1: soundcomab.com.